Hello, and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners. My name is Glenn, and I'm the owner and director of the Australians Teach English Institute. And with me, as always, my very loyal co-host is Ariana. Hello. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. I'm well, thank you very much. We're here in a in a new year. We're here looking at our at our new goals for this year, and we might as well we might as well get straight to it. We're not here for spiders. Yeah, we want to get really down down to it. So, Ariana, tell me what your language learning goals are for this year. For this year, um, I want to um, take an exam for C1, let's say, because in my university they don't take my B2, B2.2 exam. So mm -hmm. I want to give like the Cambridge C1 and just forget about that. And well, with French, I want to, I don't know, reach. Uh, better level like start talking and can pronunciate French because it's very difficult and with Japanese just with I don't know start reading uh, the kanjis or writing them I will be very happy because it, I think it's very difficult for me so those are my goals for this year's um, good language. so how are you how are you going to reach these goals What is it that you're going to do to reach these goals? I will probably take some English preparation course or something, um, or maybe just look for, uh, how do you say, modelo de examen and exam model? Exam models, like exam, yeah, like e examples. Yeah, like examples of the exam, and practice by myself, probably. And with French, well, I have my like loyal teacher and she's very good and I love her. So we're gonna probably going to, instead of having one class a week, two classes a week or something like that um, with Japanese, just get into it. Very <laughs> As good. You said, I'm not here to <laughs> Very good. So you actually, so you actually have, You have you have your long-term goals and then you have a plan about how you're actually going to do it. Okay, so with your yeah. French, you're you're going to take lessons every week. With with your English exam, you are you are going to get some example example exams and work through them like that. And you're also you're also getting me to help you with, with your writing. So so these are this this is a really, really good a good strategy for for setting your your language related goals. So, so we we both we both teach English, and and something that we we hear a lot from from students that that want to take lessons from us is that we we hear things like oh, I want to speak like a native. Oh yeah, and, and I... what, yeah, and what do you think when you hear things like this? Oh, a lot of things, but in fact, I think it's like a. We have like this thing, like we want to sound like natives. I don't know if it is like all around the world. I only work with people from Argentina. So here's like the stereotype of 
hey, you can speak uh, English with, I don't know, uh, a Spanish accent, let's say. And it's like, hey, okay, you're probably speaking two or three languages. So your accent probably be like kind of weird. And apart from that, it's not that important because you want to sound like an FT from where? India, England, <laughs> Wales, Scotland, um, Ireland, Australia. Um, I don't know from yeah. where. Like yeah. Native from which part of the world? Because there's a lot of people who speak English. So... I think this is not like a not a possible goal at least at short term it's like is you have to live there probably or being all the time listening to that accent if not it's not going to be possible uh, to sound like some kind of native yes as soon as I hear a student say something like this I th I think that they they don't actually know what it is that they want to achieve Yeah. So I, I've been here in Buenos Aires for, for three and a half years or, or something or something like this. And my, my Spanish level is is reasonably good. But I don't speak like a native. I practice every day. I study every day. But I don't speak like a native and I probably never will. Yes, I have an accent from from here. It's clear that I've I've learned my Spanish here or that I've spent most of my time speaking Spanish here. But I don't think as long as I live here, I will ever speak like a native. Yeah. I, it's not, for me, it's not an achievable goal. It's not something that you can actually measure. And, and like you say, there, there are hundreds of different accents. So pe people often say, well, I, wanna, I want an English accent. And I say, well, there are li literally hundreds of English accents. Accent. Yeah, it's true. So um, what I was to say well, I also with my students when they tell me this it's like I don't care about the accent you need to uh, be in consciousness of which part of your tongue your mouth and your throat th throat throat yeah. mm -hmm. throat uh, you're using for reaching like uh, new new sounds because it happens to me a lot when I doing an English class or here recording this podcast that When I finish my uh, throat, it starts hurts, hurting because yeah. I don't usually make these sounds. With, yeah, with it. I mean, this is this is an excellent point to make that that pronunciation and 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 although we say sounding like a native is 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 really not a it's not a it's not a practical goal. It doesn't mean that you can't improve your pronunciation. Yeah, because because I've, pronunciation is a is a physical thing. And if you if you have a lesson and your mouth feels strange after the lesson, it's it's because you've actually been using your mouth in a different in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, um, I think pronunciation if is important and it's different from having an accent. Uh, I think there are two different things, but well, it's like my perspective. I don't know. No, I think I think that is a is a is a really healthy perspective to have. One one thing that I I tell my students is that there there really are two important things. There is the ability to understand, and there is the ability to be understood. And yeah. um, and unless you're going for an exam like you are with with your C1 or, or C2 exam, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. If people can understand you, then that's fine. In terms of your yeah, pronunciation, 
And so I think people get really preoccupied with this and it actually stops them from, from speaking fluently because they're so, they're so worried about how that they actually sound that they forget about what it is that they're actually saying. So, so it makes people less confident to speak when, when they're worried about, about these things. It's true. It's true. And it's give you like um, the feeling of shame because, Hey, I'm not pronunciating. And probably you will understand me uh, very well if I will pronunciate things like um, if yes. I talk like uh, oh, I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you. exactly. So, 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 and, and I think this is the other thing. I, I think people generally, if if they hear you with an accent and you say something incorrectly, they're more inclined to actually help you. They, yeah, they will, they will actually go okay. This, they will try to understand what it is that you are saying. So I think mo most people are like this. And, and so I think that there is absolutely nothing wrong with, with having the accent from, from, your first, from your first language. I think it's actually quite, quite a nice, it's quite a nice trait. It, it's, it's really, really nice when you hear someone speaking in a language with a different accent. You go, oh, yeah, that's I think unusual. Fantastic. I, I think and, it's great. Yeah, but I think that this comes like the stereotype of American, I don't know, people who go to the U.S., tells like the American people are like really um, they like uh, discriminate if you say like yeah they discriminate they discriminate they say oh yeah. this one has an accent of something like that and I think that <laughs> it comes like a little bit from yeah that they they might say things like we don't speak Mexican here we speak American yeah <laughs> you should learn before you come here I don't know um, if that's true or not but I see like that things on my social media on the social media i think it does get i think it does get blown blown out of proportion but but even even amongst and we speak about this almost every episode amongst language speakers there still is sort of a lot of discrimination against this so even if i speak to 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 people from spain and i have my sort of strange argentinian australian accent and i'll say well some sometimes they will go oh, you know you're you're not actually speaking spanish Oh well, yeah, I hate that. It's like, well, I'm sorry, I speak four languages. Sorry for, I don't know, mix the accents. Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, but I think I think this goes to an to another point. There, there there is a difference between people that will say, I want to speak like a native, and I want to improve my fluency. Yeah, it's different. So even though fluency. I, I have problems with this one as well. It's difficult to measure, but usually people, when they say this, they understand what it is that they want, but they don't necessarily know how to, how to get there. So, so when someone says, I want to improve my fluency and they say, well, when I ask them, well, what, what, what do you need? And they don't really know. And, and I come back to, okay, so it's probably actually your vocabulary. It's probably actually a little bit of your pronunciation, your confidence, and your ability to actually recall these things sort of immediately, more, more quickly. These things we can measure, and these things we can do, and these things we can achieve. 
and and this will actually, you know, get you onto a path where you might speak more like a native. You're not going to, but you might get along that path. So it's a much more positive, it's a much more positive step, much more positive step to take. After all, we're not here for spiders. <laughs> so so when 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 I told you about this expression, what what did what did you think about this expression, Oriana? Um, that Australians need to stop with spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there are a lot of spiders and that's my perception of there. You're not going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first impressions of Australia are kangaroos, koalas, snakes and spiders. Uh, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what you think about. That's what you think about when you think about Australia. Yeah. And I like so where are we going to talk again about spiders? I, about, well, I don't think we've I don't think we've spoken about spiders recently. No, we're not. When no. I Google it, it was like here in Argentinians, like it will be like no estoy para oh, the, 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 this, this, this expression. So yes, I, I was trying to actually find where this expression came from, and I don't actually know. It's become it's become a lot more popular recently which is which is why i decided to, to put this on my show so you'll actually see this one maybe on television there are a couple of in, interesting interviews on youtube and things like this um but i don't actually know where it's come from but it has become much more popular recently yeah and so, i haven't and, heard it yeah but you, if, if you go on social media you, and and hang around with australians long enough you you definitely you definitely will Yeah, probably I don't follow many Australian people except from you. <laughs> <laughs> I so. I feel I feel feel very honored. I feel very special, Oriana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes, I mean there there are some there are some translations that especially into Argentinian Spanish that actually work well with this expression. When, yeah, when, apart when, from that, uh, here we can use like the same word for. I don't know a hundred meanings and a hundred situations, like uh, this word uh, with F, the F word. Let's say. Joder. <laughs> See, that's like more in in Spain. Here it's like more about uh, different meanings. It can mean uh, nos vamos de joda. We're going to a party. Or deja de joder. Stop bothering me. Yeah, stop mucking around with me. Mucking around with me. Yeah. yeah. So, so that would be sort of like the, the, the polite, the polite sort of mm, translation of this expression in English as well. It would be, we're stop mucking around or we're not, we're not mucking around here. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's, let's get to it. So yes, exactly. In that case, the Argentinian expression would be no, no something like that. The the uh, the other thing it could be is is boluriao vacilar. So so if yeah, you're here, no, I, I was going to tell you that here vacilar vacilar is not very used. I I when you told me that word, I said like, hey, where have you heard that? Because here we we don't usually use it. It's no, like they use it weird. in Spain. I had to ask. <laughs> I, I oh. asked. Yeah. Because, because I thought same. because I because I thought here Boluria is actually would be like the perfect 
yeah. translation for it, like no boludeamos. No, no boludeamos, vamos a hacerlo. Exactly. But yeah. in Spain, they, they, would, they wouldn't use that. So then I had to ask and, I, and they said, well, vacilar would be the, what, would the, what they would use there. I mean, we could, we could use that in English, like vacillate, to vacillate. It's a very old formal yeah here it's like uh, probably you can hear that in uh reggaeton like some puerto people from puerto rico or colombia or like they're like in the northern part of america let's say america the continent in the, in the like Car caribbean something. yeah it's probably there are some songs and i said well he was probably i don't know twerking there with <laughs> <laughs> so you you thought that I was listening to reggaeton, Ariana? Is that no, what? I'm twerking. <laughs> I imagine that. I don't, I don't listen to reggaeton. If any if anybody is out there, <laughs> but but yeah, there 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 are there are some ways that we can we can use the the language to to say the same thing here. But the the interesting thing with this expression, I'm not I'm not here to spiders. We can kind of use it in a in a joking way as well. So it can be like, let, let's get to it, let's do it. But it can also be something like, and I'm sure we've all had this experience where, where you are reading or you are cooking or you're doing something obvious. And imagine you are reading a book and someone comes to you and says, ah, you're reading a book. <laughs> and, and your response is, is I'm not well, here to. I'm not here to buy this. Buy this. <laughs> What, yeah. what is it? it would be like what does it look like yeah I'm not playing tennis I'm reading a book so we would yeah. use we can use it sort of in a sarcastic in a sarcastic yeah way. ironic way let's say uh here in Argentina is used a lot the the thing of being ironic and now if you're cooking as well to you um are you cooking uh, you can tell yeah Uh, or no, sorry. You say no. I'm going to get a bath. <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we would we would we would do the same thing as well. But you can use this expression in in that in that in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that I think that's a common, probably a common thing in all languages. People generally ask you these really obvious questions, and you use this as a as a way of making a making a bit of a, a bit of a joke. Yeah, here in my family, we used to, when someone told you, are you going to get a bath? And we say, no, I'm going to search for Nemo. Like, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in, in the bath, speak, speaking of Australian animals, Nemo is an Australian animal. Yeah, is it? I think so. Or was Dory the Australian animal? I can't remember. Anyway, they go, they go to the, through the Great Barrier Reef. Um, they go to Sydney. They go to Sydney. Uh, I want to ask you that does uh, Wallaby Street exist? Actually, actually exist? Or well, Sid does Sydney exist? Well, Sydney exists, obviously, but this uh, Wallaby Street that they say in the movie. Oh, Wallaby I Street! I probably, I imagine it does somewhere, but it's used. It's used as a bit of a joke. I think on the Simpsons, even they use Wallaby Street as a joke. Um. Oh, I get it right. Yeah. Because when I, I was a kid, I didn't got it. And it was like, well, Wallaby Street. Wallaby uh, Street. Wallaby. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, now I get it. <laughs> do you know what a wallaby is? It's like a weird animal from Australia. It's a weird from... animal from Australia. It's like a little kangaroo, basically. A little cute. Yeah. Kangaroo. 
so so yes it, it's one of a one, one of our one of our cute little um, yeah have I, I have like the impression that kangaroos are like um these animals that they look very nice but they are like really aggressive i don't know why no no they're not no they're, they're okay. really they're really not aggressive unless you unless you do something to them yeah like every yeah. animal let's say but no that they'll run away before oh. before they're, they're they're too lazy and they're too stupid they're too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> really they're, they're, yeah people are surprised by this but kangaroos are really one of the dumbest animals that i've ever i've ever encountered <laughs> i apologize for the kangaroo lovers out there but they really are not not the smartest animals <laughs> but 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 speaking of animals when, when you think about australia you often you often think about spiders so yeah because i used to watch a lot of animal planet and like the worst spiders were in australia so like it was like hey australia is like a very nice place with a lot of dangerous animals so i don't i don't know if i want to go there yeah so so there are probably three dangerous spiders in Australia it's not as bad as as what it seems so so the most dangerous spider on the planet is called the the Sydney funnel web spider but I yeah. I think it's been 60 years since someone actually died from being bitten oh, by this spider okay so um I think it's extraordinarily rare that someone actually gets bitten by this spider um, the more common one is is the redback spider Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, what he would call La Vida Negra. Yes, exactly. So, so there are versions of this all around the world. Um, the, the Australian example is, is quite distinctive. That's why it's called the redback spider. So it has a red stripe down, down the yeah. middle. Of it. And in the different parts of Australia, it has a slightly different, different pattern. But again, this is very unusual that someone will die from this. Yeah, so, apart from that, like medicine today, it's like... Uh, it, If you can solve a yeah the bit of a spider, actually, yeah, actually, if they if they if they know that you're being bitten by a redback spider, they won't actually really do anything, um, unless unless it's unless you're having some kind of allergic reaction, and that, uh, that's that's really the only way that it will kill you is if you if you have an actual allergic reaction. The really the only thing that will happen is that around around the bite, it will swell up. Oh, but it's, okay. But it's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything more more than that. the The other dangerous spider that we have is what we call a white a white tailed spider. And these ones, Australians generally are a little bit frightened of. They don't kill you, but if you get bitten by them, then they can rot away certain parts of your of your flesh. So they're not going to kill you, but they can actually do damage yeah. to your body. So, so these are the ones that, even though they're not as venomous as the redback and the and the Sydney funnel web, these are the ones that 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 people generally do not do not like to have. But generally, Australians they do like to have spiders around them because they they control the flies. Yeah, I like to have spiders, but here they're like very tiny spiders or like. They are not uh, like dangerous. I don't have like a tarantula here. Probably <laughs> <laughs> in my house. Yeah, the like. I mean, we. I think in South America, they're probably actually more. If if you're afraid of spiders, South America is probably a worse place to be because you have the tarantulas and you have the bird eating spiders, and and the spiders are generally much much bigger in the Americas than than in Australia. 
Yeah, but not here in Buenos Aires. Not, luckily, not here in in Buenos mm, Aires. I think it's it's like more in the near the Ecuador. Yeah, sort uh, of. How the, do you say the, that? The equator. 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 So yeah, in the in the tropical regions, basically. Yeah, here in Brazil, I don't want to know what's going on there. So <laughs> <laughs> they 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 can keep their insects. Is that is that is that what you're saying? The insects yeah. can stay in stay in Brazil. And stay in the in the in the tropical regions. <laughs> so, so yeah, fantastic stuff. It, it's great. It's great to hear about your about your learning about your learning goals for this year. And I think you're you're well you're well on track to achieving your goals for this year. I think you've got your your plan in place, and you're very diligent. And and for anyone out there. You might notice that Ariana has actually improved her speaking a lot since since she first joined this show. So it just goes to show that just a little bit of practice, a little bit of thinking about these things can actually make huge difference to your pronunciation and your speaking rate and your accuracy and things like this. So so that's some motivation for, for all the people out there. So if you have language learning goals, for yourself out there let us know let us know what 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 yours are what things do you find that help you with your with your language learning what keeps you motivated to achieve your goals what's something that you realized when you were learning language what what's something that you thought about that you could achieve when you were learning we'd love to hear about it we'd love to hear about it and if you have a similar expression to baludia or to spiders um, <laughs> then 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 let it, then let us know if you have a similar expression to these in in other in other languages we'll be we'll be very happy to we'll be very happy to hear about it so from here of us so from from us here at the Australians teach english podcast the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners it's us saying goodbye Goodbye. For more information about the Australians Teach English Institute, go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Australians Teach English.